Gentlemen, start your engines. Uh, you tell me that about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us, Jim Paris, with you live on Sunday nights. And a lot lined up for you tonight in our guest segment. Uh, our good friend, who is a regular guest now for a few years, he comes on from time to time, a former CIA agent, Eric Burkhardt is here, and on his plate tonight, he wants to talk about UFOs, he wants to talk about the possibility that Texas could secede from the United States, a lot of interesting topics in our guest segment, which starts in 29 minutes. Next week, we go back to our favorite topic of true crime and we'll be talking about the book Justice for Bonnie, the shocking true crime story of an Alaskan college student's murder and her mother's relentless crusade for the truth. I'm really looking forward to that interview and uh, getting more information about that case. That's next week in our guest segment, Justice for Bonnie. Okay, so I told you guys I'm getting back into uh, running again, and, and maybe I'm going to do a triathlon. I am planning on it. And so I did the first 5K of the season yesterday. And usually I try to do these 5Ks a little bit earlier, but because of COVID, a lot of the 5Ks have been canceled, but things are getting cranked back up again. And there was a ton of people out yesterday in Hastings, Florida, uh, and it was called the Spud Run. <laughs> and we each, every participant got a bag of potatoes and two head of cabbage. So I'm telling you, it, it was one of those kind of, it was very, very country theme uh, to the whole thing. Uh, but I did finish. Um, I'm not going to tell you my time, but uh, I did finish. So we'll just leave it at that. So I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. So I'm a little bit sore tonight, uh, having run the 5K. One of the things I do have to give them credit for, these 5Ks, they run them early in the morning. Uh, it, it's really beautiful here in Florida, even in, in the, the dead of summer. Uh, if you get out there at eight o'clock, eight thirty, and you you do your run, uh, you're usually fine. It's it's not usually too hot. Now I have to tell you there are some days maybe uh, in August where that there might even be uh, you know scorching hot uh, eight a.m. Uh, you know ninety degrees at eight a.m. But uh, that's uh, not often. Uh, so it was great to uh, get out there. We started that run at eight thirty, so that was a lot of fun yesterday. So if you see me squirming a little bit tonight in my chair, for those watching in the video feed. Uh, yes, <laughs> everything is swollen to today. So uh, Advil's making plenty of money off me today. Um, if you want to check out my latest article, people are loving this article. The title is How Your Library Card Can Save You Thousands of Dollars. And this is really cool if you're somebody that likes to read ebooks, if you're somebody that likes to listen to audiobooks, uh, who doesn't like to watch movies? Uh, all of this is free now through most libraries. And I show you in the article 
how to tap into all of this, including content you can screen, you can stream right over your television. And all you need is your local library card to get into all of this free content. Now I, I say it can save you thousands because we're talking about throughout the course of a year, uh, unlimited books, eBooks, audiobooks, movies, music, and on and on and on. Uh, it's pretty incredible. So check out my latest article over at medium.com. You can get there by going to James L Paris.medium.com James L Paris dot medium dot com. All right. I thought it would be fun. Um, maybe once a month to do this, maybe we'll do it more often. We'll see what you guys think about it. We're going to go to the mailbag <laughs> tonight. And I thought maybe I'll go back to the old days of TV and like have a big canvas bag and like dig in there and pull out a letter. Uh, but we're certainly not uh, that low tech. Um, I, I, I do this I, and believe it or not, I do read all of your comments uh, that you post on social media, including over at YouTube. So I picked out a couple of um, actually three different comments from the YouTube channel that I wanted to share with you tonight. So this first one goes back to a couple of weeks ago when I mentioned on the show that I did in fact get the Moderna COVID vaccine. I, I got it. I told you guys I got it. I was very low key about it. I said, I'm not suggesting anybody else get it. It's a personal decision. I told you why I got it, because I'm around uh, uh, an older group of people in this big band that I play in, and I really didn't want them to feel uncomfortable. And we were all trying to get the shot so we can get back together and rehearse. And we had our first rehearsal in many months this last week. And so I wanted to um, make my friends feel comfortable, and I wanted to get the vaccine for that reason, as well as some upcoming travel that I have planned. So very low key about that. Okay. So writing in is, uh, the username is red pill review news. That's the name of the, the person writing this. So I guess that kind of sets the table. It says here, I subscribe to you after one video, after the second video where you were bragging about your lethal injection. I'm sorry. The government enforced vaccination. He told me everything I need to know about you. Uh, maybe not a complete sentence there, but we continue. You're a man, a little substance and little character and no true trust and faith in the Lord. Those vaccines are deadly. And I cannot believe any man calling himself a man of God would be the cheerleader for such an evil agenda. Red pill review news. Now that just goes to show you some people are watching a different show than the show I put out there. So I guess I am not a man of God and I'm a cheerleader for the quote unquote lethal injection, uh, but keep the cards and letters coming. Uh, this, this makes things funny and, and interesting. Okay. So here's the next one. This is from Alec. Alec writes in, are you drinking acidic oxidizing full of plastics, bottled water? So I'm holding my bottle of water up here. For those of you that watch the video feed, I do uh, I do keep two bottles of water and a cup of coffee here. Now, one of the reasons why I have bottles of water, and I'm going to finish reading Alex's uh, uh, message here, but I don't do commercials. So, so you know, unlike most radio shows, every 10 minutes or 12 minutes, they go to a commercial and they, you know, can get up and walk around and go get a coffee and a donut and whatever they do. I don't, do, I don't get that. So I've, I'm all set up here. Now, the reason I use bottles of water is because I am surrounded by thousands of dollars of, of equipment that cannot be exposed to water. 
So I like the security of having the cap on top of the bottle. Yes, I know I could probably get like a reusable, more uh, eco-friendly bottle to drink my water from. But uh, we, we do mostly around our house now use a filtered pitcher. So I don't walk around my house drinking bottled water. Uh, it's usually limited to just either this or if in my, I'm in my car. Um, but um, I do have the bottled water in here because I do need to keep the caps on so that I don't spill on any of the equipment. But in any case, let's finish reading this email. Are you drinking acidic, oxidizing, full of plastics, bottled water? Question mark. Many people switch to drinking 400 MV electrically charged hydrogen canjin water to deliver voltage to trillions of cells. Your body is a walking battery and needs a constant recharge. Signed, Alec. Well, I agree with the part of needing <laughs> a constant recharge. But I kind of lost you on how water would uh, deliver voltage to trillions of cells. But look, uh, go to my website, ChristianMoney.com. You'll see my address up there. Uh, you can ship anything to that address. Uh, I'll try out your voltage-charged water or whatever you'd like. Um, and uh, who knows, maybe you'll convert me. All right, then we go to our last uh, comment here. Uh, these are selected from several dozen comments we got uh, this week on the YouTube channel. So Aladimi, I think I pronounce it, A-L-A-D-E-M-I, Aladami, uh, says, can you write down the link to the cryptos you mentioned? Um, this is a funny thing. Um, people come up to me, a lot of my friends too, who watch the show, and they'll hear me talk about a certain cryptocurrency like Ravencoin or I'll talk about BitShares, you know, some of these other Ripple XRP. And uh, they'll say, you know, I was going to buy that, but I don't know where to buy that. Can you tell me how to buy that? And I don't want to sound like a smart aleck, <laughs> but there is this thing called the Google. And all you have to do is type in, where can I buy? And then fill in the blank for the name of that crypto. And it will tell you the exchange that you can go to to buy that crypto. I've had so many people tell me, um, you know, when I'm out uh, traveling and all that, I, I meet people and they say, oh, I, I was going to buy Bitcoin. I just didn't know where to buy it. And so many years went by. Uh, look, just go to the Google and type in how do I buy and then put in the name of your crypto and it will tell you what uh, exchanges are making that available. So not every crypto is on all the all the exchanges. So if it's a lesser known crypto, like maybe Ravencoin, as an example, you might have to hunt around, you know, to find uh, a lesser known exchange where you can buy it at. So uh, those are this week's uh, uh, letters that we've selected from the mailbag. I almost feel like David Letterman. Uh, we're going to the mailbag. All right. Um, before we get into tonight's news, just a quick mention of tonight's sponsor is Internet Paycheck for Life. Dot com. Uh, just had uh, somebody uh, join just before the show started. What is it? It is my online course. I taught for many years on how to make money over the Internet. All the things I do to make money, self-publishing, podcasting, uh, website, uh, online blogging, all of the things I do to make money. I actually teach that in a class and uh, you can check it out. There's a number of free lessons there that you can look at to kick the tires. We also have a little trial membership for 17 bucks, but it's all about learning how to create multiple streams of internet income. 
And uh, you can check it out tonight. Tonight's sponsor, keeping us commercial free, internetpaycheckforlife.com. Internetpaycheckforlife.com. Okay. I don't know if you saw this video this week. I do have it on my social media. So if you can't find it, you'll be able to just go to my Facebook page or my Twitter page parlor page and you'll find the link to this a california professor is on leave after berating a student for calling the police heroes and um this is this is something that is building now this is a a disinformation campaign by the media and they've literally got people now in mass to believe that police officers are driving around looking to shoot minorities Uh, People believe this, even though when you look at the actual statistics, there are no statistics to back up such a narrative. Um, All of these cases are very isolated. And even with the isolated cases, there's a lot more to the story than what you hear from the media. Uh, But we're literally at that point now where there is a crisis in policing. Everything from defund the police to we've got many cities now reporting that uh, they have a shortage of police. And so with the shortage of police, they have to prioritize. They can only send out uh, police for a certain uh, threshold of serious crime or higher. Uh, It almost becomes like you're living in the movie The Purge. Uh, But this is what is happening. Uh, If you saw this video this week, this is a California college professor that is berating a student who made reference to the police in his report that he was doing. Uh, He made reference to them as heroes. It's a very interesting back and forth if you watch the video where she says, why would you call them heroes? And he said, well, because if you're in trouble, you call them and they would come. Okay, that sounds like a pretty good definition of a hero. And and she said, well, I wouldn't call them. And, And he said to her, well, even if you were in danger, if someone was attacking you, she said, no, I would not call them because I would be in more danger if the police came. Now, this is this is a college professor and this is the new narrative. And this is, you can thank the media for this, because even smart people I know that are normally data-driven, unemotional, intellectually sound people now believe this narrative because of the media that police officers are literally loading up their guns, driving around looking for minorities to shoot. Now, we, we've had this discussion on this show Uh, What, three years ago, we had Heather McDonald on the war against police. We know the statistics that that like 90 plus percent of police officers never their entire career discharge their firearm. I mean, you can look into these statistics. Uh, These are such isolated cases. And even in these isolated cases that match the narrative where it's a white police officer in a minority that gets shot, uh, even in these isolated cases, uh, you start looking into it more deeply and you find like, oh, there's a lot more to this story. It's not as clear cut as what the media had represented. And that turns out to be the case in almost every one of these cases. Um, it, it's crazy what's going on. One student leader in Minnesota is encouraging fellow students to make fake 911 calls to clog uh, the, the police to, to, to clog the 911 system, they're encouraging fellow students to make false 911 calls. 
Uh, and again, this is because of the mainstream media narrative. There are literally people now that believe that the police are loading their guns, driving around, looking to kill you. And this is what the media has done. And uh, this narrative has has rolled out. And uh, now it is we don't know who the good guys are anymore. The police are now uh, these bad people loading their guns, driving around, looking for people to shoot. Um, and, and when you add to that what's happening with the Biden administration, I don't know if you saw this story this week. This really disturbed me because I do understand that someone can face federal charges separately from state charges. But get this, there is a news report this week that the uh, the Justice Department, the feds were standing by outside the courthouse ready to arrest Derek Chauvin if he were to be found not guilty uh, in the state trial. Can you imagine that? That they were literally standing by just in case a jury found him not guilty to immediately arrest him and and bring up, uh, bring up federal charges. Uh, this is not, uh, this is not at all the spirit of our justice system. Basically what we're doing is we're saying once we decide in the media that someone is guilty, we don't care what happens in, in the trial. Now, you know, last week I said on the show, we had a guest attorney on the show as well. I thought Derek Chauvin was guilty of the of the lesser charge of the lower charge. I thought he was guilty. So I'm not here advocating for Derek Chauvin. But just the idea that we're going to get him one way or another, that, that doesn't seem like justice to me. We're going to, you know, amass thousands of people around the courthouse and threaten to burn down the city unless we get the verdict we want. And just as a backup plan, if we don't get that verdict with all that intimidation, we've got the Fed standing by to rush into the courthouse and rearrest Chauvin on federal charges. And this has already happened now. Uh, you remember the case um, from a little over a year ago, the uh, Armad Arbery uh, case in Brunswick, Georgia? Uh, so those three men that were charged in his death and boy, if you watch court TV, there is so much on the other side of this story. Again, these are not police officers, but the narrative is that these guys went out looking to kill somebody and there's just so much more information. I, I don't have an opinion yet, whether I believe they're guilty or not. Um, but there's a lot more than what the media narrative is letting you know. And court TV is the only one reporting it. But even before the state trial in Georgia, um, they've already uh, made they, they filed federal charges, uh, hate crime charges against these three individuals. Uh, so one way or another, um, they're going to get they're going to get these guys. And, you know, it, it's really easy. It, it really is to just jump to the conclusion and say uh, that these people are guilty and to buy into the media narrative. But the media is lying about police officers. And most of these stories, almost all of them, in the end, you find out so much more that it's it's nuanced. It's not a clear cut case. There's a lot of mitigating facts, even in this Armand Aubrey case there. Uh, there's so much more to know. And I don't want to get into that tonight. Maybe we'll do a whole show on that that at some point. But uh, a major crisis going on in policing. And uh, I mean, think about it. Would you want to be a police officer? I certainly wouldn't want to be a police officer in this environment. You know, you go out there and you, you do your job 
And even if in, in good faith you, you make a mistake uh, and you don't have the right video from the right angle, uh, you end up going to prison for the rest of your life. Uh, I mean, some of these cases like this shooting in Chicago uh, seemed like, wow, this, this officer is chasing this young man. He's, he's armed. He, he turns around quickly. The officer's got to make a decision. And I believe it was uh, less than three quarters of a second. He's got to make a decision. He shoots him. And uh, the narrative is unarmed teen shot and killed by police officer. You know, and I'm sure that the media wants you to believe that that officer came on shift that night, loaded up all of his guns to drive around and find a minority person to shoot. It, it is it is unreal, the narrative, and that people are believing this narrative. Even smart people that I know are buying into this narrative. Uh, now, Black Lives Matter, uh, uh, Minnesota, so this is a franchise now. So there's the, there's a Minnesota division of black lives matter. Here's what they're saying. Now this week, they're saying that the Derek Chauvin guilty verdict is not enough and they want cash payments. Uh, so, so that's, you know, that's the next thing it, it's, it's never enough. So Derek Chauvin is going to prison for a long time. Uh, but they're saying that that's not enough. They're calling for reparations. They want cash payments. That's from uh, Black Lives Matter, Minnesota. And then this is breaking news. Three people are dead and dozens are injured after a suspected uh, human smuggling boat capsizes near San Diego. And again, the Biden administration has blood on their hands because they continue to uh, put out uh, the word that the borders are open Come one, come all. We've got hotel rooms. We've got buses. We've got plane tickets. We've got no enforcement. And then these are the kinds of things that happen. So this is a developing story. Uh, we know that so far, at least three people are dead. And then, you know, if things aren't bad enough with all of the illegals that are flooding in uh, across the border, uh, coming in from the uh, Pacific Ocean, uh, from, from all corners uh, of the earth, uh, get this. California is granting early release to 76,000 inmates. And according to this headline, it says, including some that are pretty nasty dudes. Uh, it goes on to say here, as reported by the Associated Press, more than 63,000 of the 76,000 inmates who were convicted of violent crimes. These are violent criminals. Almost all of these are violent criminals they will be eligible for good behavior credits that shorten their sentence by one-third instead of the one-fifth that had been in place since 2017 that includes nearly 20,000 inmates who are serving life sentences with the possibility of parole so even lifers are getting released 76,000 of which 63,000 are violent felons. Uh, this is in California. You almost wonder, are, are you watching a, some kind of dystopian science fiction movie? I mean, are we in the purge? Uh, open up the borders. Open up the jails. Uh, unreal. And then, you know, all of that, uh, the backdrop of uh, we're not worried about Hunter Biden, but let's go after Rudolph Giuliani. And if you didn't see this story this week, uh, it, it is surreal to think about 
this man who was a legend, former federal prosecutor, brought down uh, major mafia families in New York City, a legend as a prosecutor for the federal government, then becomes the mayor of New York City, of course, during 9-11 in uh, all that he did to help that city uh, get back on its feet. Uh, just a legend that seven FBI agents came pounding at his door and raided his home uh, this week, and it's all about Ukraine. So all of a sudden, uh, we had no interest in Ukraine. There's nothing there. And in fact, we've got to impeach Trump over his making a phone call to Ukraine. That's what the second impeachment was about, uh, after all, was making the phone call to Ukraine. Uh, There's nothing going on in Ukraine, but now there is because uh, Rudolph Giuliani is being investigated for, I guess, his investigation into Ukraine uh, on behalf of Trump and and, uh, all of that. It, it, It is like a third world country. The Justice Department is being used, I guess, to mete out uh, revenge against uh, Trump administration officials and uh, Rudolph Giuliani. The legendary Rudolph Giuliani raided by the FBI this week. And then this story um, from Alaska, I find very interesting. Have you noticed how the entire narrative of the January 6th insurrection has completely collapsed, including the fact that not one rioter if we're even going to call them rioters not one of them was found to have a firearm we now know that not 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 one rioter is responsible for anyone dying uh you know this whole idea that they killed a police officer that narrative has collapsed Uh, and you look at this nationwide investigation and dragnet going on by the fbi and this happened uh uh, this week, the the feds raided an Alaska spa. Uh, it's like a small, like a little tiny bed and breakfast looking place. Uh, they raided it at uh, six in the morning uh, in search of Nancy Pelosi's stolen laptop from the January 6th uh, insurrection. Uh, and it turns out, according to all reports, that it was a case of mistaken identity, that they had a video clip. And they thought that the video, the woman in this video was the woman who, who and her, her and her husband owned this small uh, little bed and breakfast uh, resort in Alaska. They thought it was her, but it turns out it's not her, just somebody that looks like her. Uh, but can you imagine the amount of money that is going into this? Uh, it's unbelievable. And yet you stand back and you wonder, where is Hunter Biden's trial? When is Hunter Biden going to go on trial? Uh, We're not hearing anything about that, right? Uh, But the FBI seems to have an unlimited budget, uh, including uh, uh, staging a raid on an Alaskan spa. Uh, Turns out to be the wrong person, uh, but yet they came in with guns drawn, uh, tore the place apart, uh, looking for Nancy Pelosi's laptop. I, I, I have on occasion lost electronics. I have never had the FBI go to such lengths to help me find a lost laptop. Uh, you just have to wonder why they have resources for that and what in the world could be on that laptop. I mean, that would be that valuable that they would be investing those kinds of resources. And in this case, you know, you, you, you got to wonder too, with this facial recognition, facial recognition technology that they go after the wrong person. They stage this whole, you know, 
a rate of, of this air, uh, this bed and breakfast without even knowing that this is the person in the video. Uh, and then this, we'll get to this last before we get to our guest segment. The grandchild, your grandchild is in jail scam keeps going. Now, I used to laugh about this when I shared this story. This has been going on for, I think, 10 years, maybe longer. Um, and I had a, actually a very good friend, uh, a lovely man in his 90s that fell victim to this. And he lost thousands of dollars. And after that happened, I stopped thinking of this as being so silly that, that this was only silly people that responded to this. But how this works is it's late at night and the phone rings and it is somebody saying that they are a police officer and they're holding your grandchild in jail. So this is, they specifically target the grandparent. Your grandchild is in jail, but good news, uh, even though it's late at night, we can take your credit card over the phone or you can run up to Walmart and buy a green dot card or some other means of, of getting money to them and your grandchild would be released. Now, I'm looking forward to grandchildren. I, I have to tell you, I'm 56. We don't have grandchildren yet. I'm looking forward to grandchildren. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to have a close, very good, cordial relationship, loving relationship with my grandchildren. But I have to tell you, if I get a phone call in the middle of the night that one of my grandchildren were in jail, uh, I'm not sure that that call would last very long because I would say, <laughs> I would say, call your parent, Okay. I'm, you know, this is between you and your parent. Uh, I'm a grandparent. I don't, I don't believe in getting between parents, uh, and their children. And I would just invoke that policy and say, call my son or daughter, whoever, uh, child <laughs> is connected to this. Uh, but the poor grand, the grandparents, uh, get roped into this and apparently send the money and it turns out to not even be true. And their grandkid is not in jail and all of that. And you just think, Wow. I mean, couldn't you like pick up the phone and call your adult child and say, hey, is your kid in jail? What's going on here? Uh, you know, to check into this before you start like running to Walmart, getting cash cards and all of that. But uh, this this scam keeps going and they're telling people uh, uh, beware, beware of this because it's heating up again. Your your grandchild is in jail. So so just make a note of this. If you have grandchildren, uh, especially if they're, you know, two and three and four and five years old, you know, little ones, if you get a call that they're in jail, just be skeptical. They may not actually be in jail. They may just be in their playpen. That that could really be what, what is happening. All right. We'll take a one minute break. We'll be back with our friend, Eric Burkhart, a former CIA agent, a lot on his plate tonight. He wants to talk about UFOs. He wants to talk about Texas seceding, a lot of other great topics as well. We'll take a one minute break, refire the open, and we'll be back. 